my mind will outfuck your mind any day. Do not find it obvious that he did cocaine. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that knows Igpe Atenley. S ye iway uday. Did you think that Pig Latin was going to have uh, a bigger impact in your life when you were a kid? I did. I thought it was like really cool <laughs> and smart. I didn't realize that it was just bullshit and Pig Latin isn't really a thing. We should do a whole episode in uh, Igpe Atenley. Elkum way, ute, uvi may, ugin may. Up yay. Well, I'm Ince May. I'm Akjay. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father son time together. Fucking dorks, man. Is this episode Eindine Evendisay? No. You just you just have no idea <laughs> where where we are. <laughs> Is it, it's 89. No. Then it's 96. 95. <laughs> I was too off on my first guess. You said 97, and then you immediately went to 89. Because I wasn't sure. Thanks for paying attention. Lord, you are the worst sidekick ever. Why are you upset ever. about that? Why does it matter if I know what episode we're on? I just kind of wish... As long as that, I say yup after you say it, I, you know what? I should just be. I should just be happy that you said yes to, to do this to begin with. That's what I was thinking. You're, you're, you're getting things out of perspective. Like, I had all these plans for Movie Muggin, but I needed you to be a willing participant. And if you don't yeah. know the history of Movie Muggin, dude, I came up with this brainchild six months before I ever got him to do it. And when we finally did it, it was another, like, four months before I could even get him to do episode number two. So, yeah, I, I should just be happy that you, that you continue to show up and not give a shit that you know nothing about the podcast and don't even listen to the episodes. Fuck you. All right, well, let's get right to it. You know what time it is. It's Lobby Time with Insve and Akjay. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is the time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching and talking about, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. A uh, couple things. Last week we were talking about Batman, and we, I was talking about all the different actors who've played Batman, mm -hmm. and I said Michael Keaton was the original. I know Michael Keaton was not the original. I'm talking about, like, in the latest movies. I, I know Adam West was the original yeah. Batman. had the shark repellent. I get that. Settle down, guys. Settle down. I, I, I get it. But I was thinking more along the lines of the latest movies that came out. Michael Keaton. Like Batman and, Begins and shit. Yeah, Michael Keaton in the 90s. So... Uh and uh, just just kind of going from there. Because I remember when I was a kid, we had one of the Adam West movies uh, where like the shark bit his leg when he's climbing in the helicopter, and he had shark repellent, mm -hmm. and that was so cool. It was. I, I remember because the shark looked real, and now I feel like if I go watch it, it probably won't look real at all. Oh, we we need to revisit that. We do need to revisit that. All right, so I just wanted to correct myself there. Uh, I, I knew that I, I wasn't talking about way back when. Uh, next, did you know that there is a sequel to Beastmaster? Is there really? <laughs> yeah, so Beastmaster came out in 1982. The sequel came out in 1991. Same actor? Same actor. Oh. <laughs> Mark Singer. He, he looks a little rougher. Did they get a panther for this one? Uh, you know, I don't know. Or did the panther mysteriously die between 82 and 91 so they couldn't, so they didn't have a panther? <laughs> I don't know, but it's called uh, Beastmaster 2 Through the Portal of Time. So any idea what that title, does that give you any kind of clues on what might happen through the portal of time? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be Dar uh, with the animals and like probably like 1991 New York. Los Angeles. So <laughs> close, <laughs> close. So it says uh, prehistoric Dar goes by time warp to Los Angeles to smite his laser-equipped long-lost brother. What? <laughs> exactly. It got a 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. And 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. 92% of Google users like this movie. 
Then, in 1996, Beastmaster 3, The Eye of Braxis came out. So that one sounds like it should have been two, and that three should have been the ridiculous bullshit one. So I, I watched the trailer for the second one, and, and it was ridiculous, as you can imagine. But The Eye of Braxis, like, there wasn't even a trailer for it. I had to watch the final boss fight scene. Mm-hmm. Did he bring anything back from his time in the future? Why, why would he go back? I mean, maybe Kiri was there. Maybe he didn't bring Kiri with him. Maybe he had to go back for Kiri. I, I don't know. But the final boss scene, um, Kodo and Podo, or the, whatever the two ferrets' names are, were, oh, were there. Died. And he has a lion, like not a dog with like a, a I, mane I put around him. I was thinking is a tiger with a mane. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> if they just embrace the fact that they fucked up pretty yeah. badly. God, the acting's so bad. Like, there's, <laughs> what, what is he fighting? Like this alien monster-looking thing. I, I can't even explain it. It's so, so terrible. So terrible. But there's some other guy with him, and he's like, he he's wearing some outfit that has like, like a, his shirt's like made out of ribbons or something. <laughs> and at one point, he gets thrown off the monster, and he falls down, and the ribbon kind of gets in his face, and he knocks the ribbon away. And then like a minute goes by with, with Dar fighting this beast, and then it cuts to him, and he's laying down and still getting a ribbon out of his face. Like, he couldn't get up for, like, 30 seconds or a minute because the ribbons were on his face or something. It, oh, gosh, it was so, so bad. And It's bizarre. You know, I, I think that we need to mix in some horrible movies every now and then. I, like, I haven't done enough of that. <laughs> no, I mean, on purpose, horrible movies. I, I think... Like a couple times a year, like maybe we could do it like when uh episode's going to drop on the 17th of a month or something like that. We should just have Every a- Every Friday the 13th. We, we should pick him. Our episodes release on Sundays. Uh, something else you obviously <laughs> don't know. I didn't even think- I didn't, Fucking don't even know what day our I, episodes drop. I was rubbing my eyes, stretching a little bit when I said that. I was not thinking too hard. I'm just thinking maybe like if uh, if release day falls on a- 13th of a month or the 1st mm-hmm. of a month or something that could just be a, a just a terrible movie day. We can figure something out. Yeah, we that. can we can mix it up. Do something do something fun like that. Um also, I just learned that there's going to be an Indiana Jones 5. I heard that. And Harrison Ford is coming back. Why? 78-year-old Harrison Ford is going to play Indiana Jones. He looks older than 78 too. I, I just don't see any way if Harrison Ford is actually going to be doing adventures as a 78-year-old man is going to be good. Like, why can't companies leave legendary movie series alone? Cha-ching. Do they really make that much money? Like, I mean, the last one they made with Shia LaBeouf or whatever was yeah. total dog shit. Yeah. The original trilogy is where the gold is at. So what, And so, like, if they already left off on a bad note, why are they going to leave off on a worse note? Cha-ching. It's like, don't go see it. It's going to be garbage. I'm with you. I don't know why anybody would, would go see that. I don't get it. And I don't... Because it's so obvious what it is and what it's going to be. It, it bothers me. It just it just tarnishes the name. I just... I don't like it. Yeah. It doesn't ruin the early Raiders of the Lost Ark. But when... I mean, it's kind of like a football player who's awesome, and then he doesn't retire when he should, <laughs> and then he has a couple of dog shit years, throws a lot of interceptions, and you're Tony like, fuck Romo. that guy. Now, Tony Romo, he went out because he was injured. He was still a good quarterback, but there's been other quarterbacks that just hang on a little too long. Obviously, Tom Brady's not one of those. Somehow, that motherfucker just keeps on going and keeps on yeah. going. I fucking hate Tom Brady, but I only hate Tom Brady because... He's a winner. He doesn't play for my team. True. All right, that's all I got. You got anything? Of course not. Let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's movie. All right, so this movie came out in uh, 2012... Mm. <laughs> it's rated R. It has a runtime of one hour and 36 minutes. Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 79%, while the audience gave it a 72%. IMDb gave it a 7.1 out of 10 stars. The Mormon mothers tell us that we see a woman in the bathtub from the shoulders up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't Damn, know. Damn, baby. <laughs> I don't Chill. know why they included that. Um, it's a lot of nudity. That's a whole lot. That's like almost full frontal. Fuck. Uh, and that there is lots of blood and gore. <laughs> okay. And also I read in like a description that this movie has like a lot of bright colors and stuff. Okay. And like slow motion to depict uh, what the drug users in the movie are seeing. 
Oh, that's interesting. Which I thought was really cool. And I, I read what the drug is called, and, and the, that's why I was like, oh, this is so bad when I was downstairs writing the info. I kind of liked it when they did that in Midsummer, Like when they, they took the drugs and things got yeah, a little weird on weird. the screen. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy when they do stuff like that. I think that's going to be a very big thing throughout this movie. Is it? I didn't see the trailer or anything. I've never seen this, by the way. <laughs> right. I think it got turned into a video game, maybe, really? as well. All right. I, I'm excited to see this. You going to tell me what the drug's called? Or do I have to wait? Do you care? I mean, you, you thought it was funny or something The like drug that. is called slow-mo. Oh. That sounds like a real winner so far, Jack. It, it's, it's an action flick. It's going to be good. All right. It's gonna, if it's not good, it's going to be entertaining. All right. Because I believe I've seen a clip from this movie, and a couple of the blood and gore parts I read in Mormon Mothers make me feel very good. All right. Uh, so this movie is called Dread, with two Ds at the end. <laughs> D R E double D. I've never heard of it. I've really no. Cool. I mean, I've heard of Judge Dread. That's the guy. That's Sylvester Stallone. Wait, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm getting it mixed up. What What is that movie about? Um, what is Judge Dread? It's like this futuristic oh, movie. No. Yeah, it's this, but new, newer. Okay. It's not Stallone, though, right? No. Okay. It's like I don't know who it was. If it was Stallone, I wouldn't have picked it. So is this? I a, fucking hate that guy. Is this a remake? Uh, I guess. I mean, it, it's the same guy, like the future cop guy. All right. Where, I guess I won't say anymore. No. Uh, did you ever see Judge Dredd? Well, Judge Dredd got a 5.6 on IMDb, a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. I've never seen Judge Dredd. I, I thought it looked really stupid. And uh, Shit. <laughs> well, it's Sylvester Stallone, so Sylvester Stallone's really good at making shit look stupid. I'm not going to argue that. It's a new adaptation. It's not a remake. Okay. And it, and Dread is a comic anyway, so it just could be something completely different. All right. Let's check it out. Let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2012's Dread. Yep. Uh, let me... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm glad it's not Sylvester Stallone <laughs> in this one. Yeah, I never did see the Sylvester Stallone one because I remember thinking that looks really stupid. I think I remember him driving some car that just looks stupid and his helmet looks stupid. Probably looked and- like Reed Timmer's car, <laughs> but it was supposed to pass off as like all cool and futuresque. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Reed Timmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout okay. out to Reed Timmer. A lot of people scratching their heads over that one. Yeah, just look him up. Yeah. Look up Reed Timmer car and you'll be like, oh, okay. And I'm glad I really don't like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Stallone, I mean, he was big in the 80s, though. They're uh, First Blood, Rambo, um, Rocky. Of course, that was started in the 70s, but he was huge. Rambo, 35th Blood, came out in like 2019. I watched a little bit of a Rambo the other day, and he... He's was hard, he old? Yeah, he's hard to look at, man. He's, I feel like, basically... At any point, any facial expression he ever makes, I feel like someone could like Photoshop drool on it, like coming out of his mouth, and it would just be like, okay. Like, I feel like his big old fat bottom lip is always just hanging open. He, he can never be silent. He's always going, yeah. <laughs> I could see drool too. Yeah, he's always got to be drooling off that big old fat lip. It would make sense if he just, when he talks, he's like constantly just wiping his lip, just getting it, <laughs> it off. would. I, I would be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the cocaine definitely got to him. Oh, man. And like, I've seen part of Rambo Last Blood because one of my friends, bless his heart, he said it was a good movie. And he didn't know who he was talking to. <laughs> is it the one where they come after him at his house? It, it was the most recent one, like where he's like 80 years old <laughs> and he was still Rambo. Is it called Last Blood? Is I, it really? I, I think it, I don't know. I th- I've made fun of it so much yeah. that I, I just call it something <laughs> blood. Like, But like he was like, okay, I'll find a cool scene for you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's see. And he's like, he's beating the shit out of this guy. And then punches into his stomach, cracks off one of his ribs or something, and stabs him with that. And the blood effects, like I could, I could make that on PowerPoint. Like it was so bad. I remember it PowerPoint. looked horrible. And this was a, quite a while ago. 
so I'm probably embellishing parts of this without meaning to, but that's how, that's how I remember it. So he punched his into a fist guy. into a guy. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is supposed to be cool. Like, he wasn't already cut open. He punched a hole into a guy. That is how I guy. remember it, yes. Wow. And, and used a, his own rib to kill him. Well, that's kind of badass right there. The thought, yes. <laughs> the, the execution and the fact that it's this big, slobbery, like, uh, fucking bloodhound. Did he go, <laughs> Instead, like he, like he's confused. <laughs> yeah, he might be confused. Like he's, there's just something really, really off about Sylvester Stallone. He he needs to be put down. I think <laughs> I, I think he's in a lot of misery, and I think it would be in his best interest to stop his suffering. There need to be like ASPCA commercials for him, like but pennies a day, donate to help put sad <laughs> used to be a listers out of their. Cocaine fueled oh misery. You're calling him a coke addict too. He was big in the '80s. Okay, I guess. And so. he, he's Sylvester Stallone. What do you think he did? He did pussy and cocaine. <laughs> That's all he did. Well, then nothing wrong with that. That sounds but, pretty awesome. But I mean, to me. it's obvious that he did cocaine. Okay. Is it not I, to you? I don't do you know. Not, do you not find it obvious that he did cocaine? I don't find it obvious that he did cocaine. Well, I don't, I don't know what it looks like, like I, for a cocaine addicts when they get off mm-hmm. of it, how they look after. But, I mean, the fact that he was, like, the biggest name in the 80s and he never played a smart role. He always played a dumb fuck with big muscles. He did cocaine. What if he's a good Baptist? You, like, you don't even know. I don't know. care if he's a good Baptist. <laughs> Fucking religious people do drugs, too. And minors. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I think I've dropped that before on the podcast. I don't know if it's ever made it. I'm not sure if it'll make it this time. <laughs> oh, it's staying in. Okay. That was a good one. Uh, those are funny. That's never not funny, unless you're Catholic. So shout out then to... It's re- then it's really not funny. So shout out to the Baptists out there. But don't fuck standing up, because it might lead to dancing. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Let me give it the 50 cent tour. This movie is about Judge Dredd, and uh, so... They're kind of like police officers, but also the judges, so they can they can carry out the sentence right there on the spot. They're called. Uh, it's in the description. They're the judges, the jury, and the executioner. Uh huh. They're basically cops that can do what they want. Yeah, but they don't do what they want. They do what the law would require still, but they can do it all on site. They'd be like, okay, this is. They can sentence you if they want to, or they can be like, okay, you die. You die now. Mm-hmm. In a spectacular fashion. So Judge Dredd is the badass of them all. And like many cop movies, he is partnered with a rookie or with somebody that he's not necessarily wanting to partner with. Yeah. See Lethal Weapon and uh, see Beverly Hills Cop and see 48 Hours and see uh, about probably 100 other movies where a cop gets partnered with another <laughs> cop that they don't want to be partnered with, but in the yeah. end that uh, it works out and then they respect each other. I, and which I mean, I wasn't, I didn't pick this for the storyline. Well, I know. Or the, or the well, baseline plot. Obviously. Um, obviously. And I, I've never seen any of the movies you just mentioned, by the way, but I feel like I know this plot very well. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen something. I mean, it works, you know? It, it does. For it's, the most part. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, um, she's got some psychic abilities. She's not a judge yet. She's, she's a, under assessment. Yeah. She's a rookie. She's under assessment. He's going to be. Like, assessing her the whole yeah. time. They're going to go out, uh, have a day out on the field, mm-hmm. seeing the real shit. He was like, you're gonna, you got to be ready to shoot somebody in the face if you need to, basically. And so they're just giving her a complete test day to see how it would go. So she picks a place where there's three homicides. They go there, and it's a pretty rough place. They don't leave there for a little while. So it's crazy. There's this lady named Mama. And when you hear that, you think, well, that's a pretty stupid name. Um, and she's got the gang, the Mama yeah. clan. It should have been Mama. It's spelt like Mama. There's no W's in it for those who are a little bit confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she is... Um, she's not old either, by the way. No, she's not. She's, she's not a Mama. <laughs> but she's a crime lord. She's a drug lord. She basically owns that building. There used to be all these other gangs in there, and she just went in there and took over. And this building's like 200 stories tall. Oh, yeah, it's huge. To get it in your imagination. Huge, huge, huge. Like a massive apartment building with like all the like stores and stuff in it, too. 
It's like a mall at the bottom. Mama's Mall, I think is what they called it. So she is producing this new drug called Slow-Mo, and it's about to take the world by storm. Mm -hmm. And she's the only one who does it. She's basically already running things, and she's about to probably run the whole area. Yeah. So Judge Dredd and uh, what's her name? Anderson. Yeah, the yeah. last name. Whatever. They show up and they start assessing, and uh, then they bust into this room because they're they're looking for the the perps, mm-hmm. and they uh, take a guy into custody, and she can read his mind and realizes, you know what, he's the guy behind all this. Yeah, the, these three dead bodies, but this dude has like a lot of dirt on Mama. Yeah, and so Mama finds out that. He's about to go to the police station, and when people go to the police station, they don't get through interrogation without spilling everything. Yeah, and then she's like, did they kill him? And they're like, no. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> so they shut down the building, and when I say shut down, these, these metal... Think Purge. If you've ever seen The Purge, when they get these like fucking foot-thick steel barriers that go in front of every single window, door, escape route, entrance, whatever... It was completely sealed off. Even the roof sealed. Mm -hmm. And then all the lights inside came on. And then she gets on the intercom, and she's like, hey, it's Mama, and uh, we got two judges in here, and they need to die. Yeah. And and so everybody needs to kill them. Or And if you're not going to kill them, if I see you helping them, I'm going to kill you and the next generation of your family. So stay the fuck inside. Until the shooting stops. And I was like, that's a good line. Until the shooting stops. And then the shooting started, and uh, we'll get into what happens here uh, shortly. It didn't stop till the very end of the movie. It did not. Let's see what the internet has to say. Mega City One is a vast, violent metropolis where felons rule the streets. The only law lies with cops called judges who act as judge, jury, and executioner, and Dredd is one of the city's most feared. One day, Dredd is partnered with Cassandra a rookie with powerful psychic abilities, a report of a terrible crime sends Dredd and Cassandra to a dangerous area controlled by Mama, a drug lord who will stop at nothing to protect her empire. I really like how in the very beginning of the movie it showed off the drug immediately. Um, the drug is called slow-mo. And it's really cool. <laughs> like I, I want to take slow-mo. Um, and do you not? Yeah, I kind of want to take slow-mo. It didn't show any <laughs> adverse effects. No, it really, really didn't. They so, lo- they seemed fine after they did it, and I'm like, okay, I'm all about that. It, it's basically an inhaler. Um, like if you have asthma, super it, convenient. It, it looks like an inhaler, and you <laughs> just conspicuous. Yeah, you just <laughs> inhale it, and then everything goes super slow mo. It said, I think one percent of normal speed, and everything looks beautiful. Yes, like I, I think the most beautiful death scene I've ever seen was in this movie. Oh, when they busted into the room and just started blasting people when away. They killed Mama. Oh, okay. That was... Every, well, uh, it makes everything like gl- glisten like diamonds. Like uh, if you held a diamond in the sun and there's all those like rainbow glistens everywhere, they did that on everything, and it's going so slow. It showed Mama in the bathtub, and she took a hit and then tossed water up in the air, and it was like taking forever to fall, and it was all glistening, and the smoke isn't even like all the way... like They haven't even blown their hit out yet before it's going, And that's also really cool that it's an instant hit, like I imagine heroin and meth to be. Mm -hmm. I know a drug called salvia is instant. Like as soon as you blow it out, it's going. I I think that's scary, but also like really cool. They showed it many, many times in the effects, and it was fucking beautiful. The drug? Like the drug effects? Yeah, the effects in the movie, they... It looks so fucking cool. I, I never got tired of seeing it. No, I, I was worried you were going to be. I know you're a sucker for slow mo, but it, within like a 15 minute period towards the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. it showed it like four times where it's like a two minute long scene of just like this slow mo of stuff looking nice, mm-hmm. or sometimes followed with an action sequence of people getting shot through the face. Yeah. Which that was, that was well, super cool. Well, let's talk about that. So they, they go to this room where they know the perps are that yeah. they're after, and they put a little uh, bomb on the door to blow it open, mm-hmm. and everybody in there is doing slow mo. Yeah. And so when the door blasts open, you you see what's going on from the eyes of somebody who's yes. just done slow-mo. I love that. And you see this body flying back from the door. You and see a guy's like, he's shirtless or something, and his skin is like all blown away. Like if, if you've ever been in a, a pool with like a jet, 
Yeah. And you put your leg up to it, and it's making putting the indention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the shockwave has had hit his gut, and it's all on one side of his body, all rippling and stuff in slow mo. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so cool. And Dredd and uh, Anderson go in there, and they just start shooting people, and it's going in slow mo. So you're yeah. seeing a bullet go through somebody's face. And it's you see the entry, mm-hmm. and you see the exit, and you see the blood splatter. Like, one guy got shot, like, if you open your mouth and poke in your cheek, like, through that, and it went in one cheek out the other, that was pretty cool, and, it, it, like, it showed that from the back, too. So you see the bullet come out and just, like, blood go everywhere and a big tear in his cheek. Like, they were, they were not sparing with the blood or the gore. They weren't, and it was done fantastically. It wasn't yeah. overkill. It was, it was fucking perfect. I thought maybe... For me. I don't know about you. So in the Blood and Gore and the Mormon Mothers, I read some because I was just too excited. I had to know know what some of it was. And it said a guy gets shot in the face so many times that he becomes unrecognizable, like basically like a pile of mush for a face. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm excited for that part. But it, it was very subtle, actually. I think it was Anderson shot a guy from behind when she got like the rifle. The auto automatic rifles. I think she shot him in like the back of the head like six times, and it showed his face all disfigured. But his face like that was only on the screen for like two seconds, which I think I I don't mind if it was shown for longer. But I feel like for the general viewer, it was better the way they did it. <laughs> You're a gore whore, though. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> You're yeah. a gore whore. Yeah. When the place started shutting up, like uh, like like you said in the purge, mm-hmm. that was a oh fuck. They're in a, on a suicide mission now. I, I was surprised because I kind of figured they'd go out and do some other things first. Oh, me too. But it jumped right into it. I didn't know what this whole plot was going to be, but they were trapped in this one 200-story tall, massive apartment building the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And I have no complaints about that. I have no that. complaints about that either. Because it was... Yeah, it was huge, It was, too. Yeah. Like they, they, they went around so many different parts and floors and rooms <laughs> it, it was a great setting. It was a it was a great environment, all dirty and slummy. You mm-hmm. could tell. I I don't mean to use that as a slur, but it was slummy. Yeah, that's a good adjective for it. Yeah. Shout out to our listeners living in uh, the slums. Yep. The favelas. <laughs> I guess we might have listeners in Brazil. We're, we're we're fucking worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. Wherever there's internet, we're listened to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. The psychic, she has an ability not to just read people's minds. She can fucking get in your mind and basically mind fuck you. And I was, that took me completely off guard. Mm -hmm. I was not ready for that because she had read minds and it always did the same like jittery effect whenever she was doing it. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, she can read minds. That's really helpful. And, And she was like, you could tell she didn't necessarily want to shoot people. She was a little soft, so yeah. you, you kind of, you just kind of thought she was along just to kind of read some minds and kind of, yeah, like be an assistant and stuff. Whenever she first appeared to me, it was gonna be like um, Minority Report. I thought it was gonna be like, okay, we got Tom Cruise and we got the useless bald girl who's only there because she has mind powers. Uh, but no, she she toughens up real quick, starts shooting people without even being told to. Well, she got in a dude's head, and uh, yeah, he was yeah. like, okay, you, you want to go? Um, my mind will outfuck your mind any day. And he starts yeah. fucking with her, and in the end, she, he's wetting his pants. <laughs> yeah, so basically, he's handcuffed behind his back. He's the perp they got from the beginning that is the whole reason why they're locked down. They need his information. And Judge Dredd's beating the shit out of him, and she's like, he won't even say a word, and I can get everything out of him. And he's like, okay. And so, like, she, like, looks at him, and they go into this, like, black room, like, in his mind. It's his mind. And uh, he's like, you're lucky I'm cuffed right now because they were alone. And she was like, you're not cuffed. You can do whatever you want. We're in your fucking mind. And so he's just, okay. And and he's, like, unloading a Mac 10 into her face. And he's like, she said, you can't hurt me in here. And then I don't, it didn't show all the details, but it was like a lot of like screaming that got like cut and it would show him like looking like he's in a horrible amounts of pain. And then it would cut lots of fast cuts and fast camera work and like jittery angles and all that stuff. And then it just 
was an, a, a camera view of his knee, and there's like pee leaking out. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I got it. <laughs> and I feel like that probably took like two seconds in real time, but it was just like. So, so basically, this movie is their survival and fighting their way to the top to get to Mama, which mm-hmm. they do. What, what do you think about her as a, uh, as a villain? Fantastic. Or a villainess. I thought it was great. I did too. I, I mean, she was a tough bitch. <laughs> I mean, uh, she started out as a prostitute, like, because they went to her backstory a little bit. She was a prostitute, and a, a pimp cut her up on her face real bad. Mm-hmm. And so she bit off his dick and killed him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, <laughs> she's gritty as fuck. She had a great look too. That, oh, that scar on her face and, and, and the crazy hair, just haggard and like she did not give a fuck. She wasn't dressed fancy. She always looked sweaty. She's a drug addict. She made drugs. She had hella money. And it was all these people would kill for her. Yeah, and, and they she were, had control of the entire building. Yeah, and she's surrounded by tough guys, and they cowered around her. Like, yeah, she, they were her bitches completely. <laughs> exactly. I thought she was a really good. Uh, Villainous. And she was she seemed smart, she seemed cold and cruel, and she knew exactly what to do and what she needed. And like she always had a plan, even when shit was going crazy. Because mm-hmm. the like that she had this like guy who she victimized and made like run all the surveillance and stuff. He was a tech whiz. Yeah, and so she basically he didn't want to do it, but she always like was gonna kill him if he didn't. But he's looking on the camera and she's with him, and it showed Judge Dredd shoot like a like a flare that split into a bunch of other flares that all caught like eight people on fire, um, including one of the weirdest looking motherfuckers I've ever seen in a movie. Right. But he's like, what do we do now? And she's like, call 911. And they paid off like four other judges to like kill Dredd, in which he killed all but one because Anderson killed the other. Well, But yeah, well, let's talk about... Let's talk about Rockstar. the weird motherfucker, and then let's talk about one of the the kills of the other judge, one of the bad judges, the one who talked a lot. No, 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 no. Well, okay, we'll get to it in just a second. Okay, okay. So there's a bad guy, and for some reason, just a henchman, just a regular yeah. disposable character. Yeah, yeah. He so obviously has on a long haired wig. It's like very silky. Looks like it's from Party City. It or is something. so noticeable and <laughs> just so shiny. And, and and while I'm seeing it, I'm thinking, I don't need a a, a forced comedic moment of him getting hit and his wig flying off. What what's going <laughs> to happen here? Because the it's going to come off. I would have been very <laughs> upset if they'd have tried to get a, a cheap comedic laugh. Oh! With a wig <laughs> and flying his off. wig flies off. So bad. Like just dread I, shoots at him and I, it hits his wig, not his head. Yeah. And he pins it to a wall. <laughs> and, and his eyes look up real quick. And <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh-oh. He just runs out of the scene. <laughs> that was just really, really bizarre. It and, was. I, and I don't know why they did that. So, oh, you're, Are you talking about the first judge kill? Yes. Okay. There was yes. one other one that I, I feel like is a good highlight. But we'll we'll do this one first. The judges show up, and of course, Dredd doesn't know that something's up. He's yeah. like, oh, good, backup's here. And then he figures it out pretty quick, and they get into a little fist fight. And uh, the guy's choking Dredd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he said, choke on that. Yeah. And then Dredd gets the upper hand and just fucking caves in the dude's throat. With a chop. He's seen Austin Powers. He <laughs> judo chops the fuck out of this guy's neck. The guy coughs up blood immediately from it. I mean, you see it caved in too. Yeah, it just, <laughs> the the throat punch that Fuck. that it will kill a man. But and then he says, "Choke on that." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't cringy because he didn't say it wasn't like an Arnold one liner. Like it wasn't get the face full of steam. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget what what he says in that movie, and I love it though. And, and he, the one where he puts the guy on the hook, whatever that movie is. Yeah. Um, Why don't you let off some steam? <laughs> there you go. Because the guy said it first. The comeback is always juicier if you get the upper hand and, and you use their own line against them, their own cocky bullshit. And it wasn't corny. It, it wasn't corny at it all. It worked. But and I think the other good judge kill, there were three men judges and a woman judge. And Mama was like, what are you going to do now? And the woman judge is like, if I see her first, I kill her. Because he's talking about Anderson because she escaped. And then she's like, and if she sees me first, she hesitates. And then I kill her. Yeah, and yeah, and then I kill her. They meet up, and before any words can get exchanged, she just reads her mind and shoots her and mm-hmm. kills her. And I, I honestly didn't, I had, I didn't even think about that. 
I was like, this could be bad. She's going to hesitate for sure because it's a, she's a rookie. Even if, even if you're not a rookie, you're going to hesitate to shoot someone in your same uniform, you know? But she just read her mind, fucking filled her. This movie you would think would be really predictable. It wasn't very predictable. Honestly, it wasn't. There I were mean, a it, lot of surprises in it. It followed a very basic cookie-cutter storyline, but that was the baseline of it. The whole story of the movie and the whole plot and all that. I had no idea they were going to be on lockdown. And then you're thinking, okay, they're on lockdown. There's only so much that can happen here. They're going to work their way up through every floor, through the enemies, and then there's going to be the big confrontation, then goodbye. But no, at one point, they literally are like, okay, they're on this floor. And then metal gates come out on either side of them. They can't leave the floor they're on. And they're like, the mama and everyone's like, okay, they're stuck. Let's get them. We're going to kill them now. And they whip out three fucking miniguns. Put them on, like, the balcony, because the whole inside of this building is hollow. So you can see every floor from the inside. And so they just get three miniguns, hook them all up, and destroy an entire floor, killing about 18 civilians in the process. Oh, fuck, more than 18. Those people are kind of stupid, though. If there's gunshots ripping through the wall at head level behind you and you don't drop onto your stomach on the floor... What are you doing? You have no time to think when three miniguns are firing Some of these people ran into it. I saw, like, one dude run straight into it, like, straight into the fire. Like, he could have just ran the other way. I think the first thing that that I would think of if if shots start going off is to get on my belly. Me too. Without a doubt. And you were in the military, which changes things for you, because, like, I guarantee you some people have no idea what to do. I would get on my belly, too. We, we we had what was called the three to five second rush. And it's basically you get up, you run for a little bit, you get down. And and you basically yeah. say to yourself, I'm up, he sees me, I'm down. I've and, seen and, that in movies, and that's how you that's how you move forward Without, when you can. Like minimal risk. Yeah, you, you have the low crawl, you have the high crawl, and then you have the three to five second rush. Mm-hmm. And, and you try to get to cover whenever you're doing that so you can advance forward. But at the same time, fight, flight, or freeze. That's what that's happens. That's true. So fly. I'll, I'll freeze on the ground. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't know what you'll do. You maybe maybe you'll run toward it and try to fight. Maybe you'll freeze and and just get cut in half. Or I'm maybe not, I'm not fighting a gun that can cut me in half. Or, or, or maybe you'll just run and it doesn't. You don't know where you're going to run. Like your yeah. A different part of your brain takes over at that point and it shuts the rest of your brain off for survival. Give me a fucking break, man. I've had a freeze moment before. I haven't really been in many like moments where I can really tell if I'm a fight, flight, or freeze kind of person, which I'm thankful for, honestly. I and mean, I'd like to know for like future planning, <laughs> like if X were to go down right now, what would I do? But the one time I worked at Walmart and this lady was just like pushing her cart and she like fell and the floor is concrete and she slammed her head on it and she bled out of her ears and was having a seizure. And I just couldn't do, I couldn't do anything. You froze. Yes, completely. Like, didn't call 911, didn't ask for help. I was just looking. And thank God there's 80 workers in Walmart at a time, and someone else saw, and like a customer like held up her head. Like, I don't even know if you're supposed to do that. Like, I saw, like, if it's a broken bone, you just leave it how it is. You don't try to make it look normal, you know? I need training, man. Like, I want to be able to see, like, an injury and be like, okay, I shouldn't touch them, or okay, I should touch them here. Because, like, I saw this video, dude broke his arm, it was behind him, and he fell on it. Hmm. And so it was stuck like that, and his friend took it out from behind his back and put it in front of him like normal. And I feel like, and he he realized later, I was not supposed to touch that, because it was like a podcast, whatever, they are talking about it. And they were laughing at it. They kept replaying it because he's moving his arm like that. He's like, I realize I could have caused a lot more damage. Because I know that's a thing. You can end up causing way more damage than what would have been done by moving people. Yeah, I've heard that too, especially if it's a neck injury or a head injury or back injury. You know, Erica at the Film Stripping Podcast, she uh, practices 14th century medicine. So just... just, uh, Reach out to Erica and be like, hey, what do I do? This lady fell. Um, it made a weird sound on the concrete. She's bleeding out of her ears. It was a bad like what crack. Do, what do I do? And she and cracked her head open. She'll guide you. Erica will be your guide. Yeah. All right, let's get into favorite parts. Um, 
pretty much any of the parts with slow-mo effect going. I mean, the regular action was good. Dread, he did a great job. The actor always had this like nasty frown grimace on his face, kind of talked like Batman, which normally is kind of corny. It worked in this movie. It, he's, the, yeah. he's a cop who is trained to literally do anything, kill anybody at any time. He just does it. He's the law, and he's fucking gritty and scary and serious as fuck. That voice should be owned by Judge Dredd and not Batman. Well, Batman's voice is different. Batman's voice is fucking stupid. Exactly. Judge Dredd is just Thank a, you. Judge Dredd is just a gravelly, deep voice mm-hmm. that's serious, and Batman is... I can't let people know I'm Bruce Wayne because I have such a recognizable voice. (sighs) That's the one thing I absolutely hate about Batman. Yeah. Besides that Ben Affleck has been Batman before. (laughs) That was terrible. But the voice. It's so (laughs) stupid. And and that's why when Judge Dredd kind of had kind of that voice a a little bit, I was like, really? But I think I'd just been jaded because Batman's voice is so fucking stupid. (laughs) <laughs> it really is. But then after a while, I was like, okay, this fits his personality perfectly. And it, it never showed his face. It only showed his mouth because that's how the, the helmet goes. And it's always in an upside-down you, basically. And I, I thought that was funny. Yeah. I did think the helmet was kind of stupid looking. I mean, it's the future. He's a Terminator, basically. I didn't I didn't pay too much attention to it. But yeah, anything with slow-mo for my favorite parts. But I think my most favorite was Mama's Death. I was worried because, I mean, he, he gives her the slow-mo and was like, like, see ya, and pushed her out a glass window, and so... Have a nice flight. He, he said, like, any last words as he's puffing it into her mouth, and her mouth is, like, slightly open, and there's all the smoke, and she inhales all of it, and he was like, I take that as your last words or whatever. See you next fall. <laughs> if he said that, I would have been a little bit upset. <laughs> But it pushes her out the window, so of course the glass is glistening. She's falling super slowly. There's like a big, like, white, bluish cloud for some reason. Mm -hmm. And she goes through that, and she's just falling straight to the ground. She was falling with her arms up at first, and then her arms were behind her back, and she was facing the ground. And then her face was going to hit the ground first, and it did. And it showed that from the side, and she's like inches from the floor, and it's still going slow. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh, is this about to be like an insane amount of gore? Like, I'm not sure if I'm... I'm not always ready for it, especially... I, I didn't hate this bitch, you know? I thought they were going to show it from that angle, and that would have been incredible. I mean, yeah, she would have looked like... Uh, like, I feel like she would have just melted into the ground. But I, do, I didn't hate her. I kind of liked her. I, thought, I did too. I thought she was cool. And so, like... If it were to show Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator falling like that, I'd be like, yes, 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 full frontal gore, all gore, please. But I I liked her, and so I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like, is this about to be, like, a whole body crush? But then the camera was in the ground. You see her face, and she hits the floor, and her face just kind of smushes, and blood comes out at, like, all angles really slowly, then you don't see her face anymore, and then like these lights from the corners of the screen. And then Dredd's like, you're grounded, bitch. (laughs) Yeah, favorite parts, anything that had to do with the slow-mo. I I just, I can't explain it, and we watched it in 4K, and it was beautiful. I mean, it was just beautiful. It just looked fucking beautiful. There's no other word for it. The the colors. Just the effects, like the sparkles, and the the slow-mo was not choppy whatsoever, perfectly smooth. Oh, yeah. Like, at one point, it just showed like the colors completely intensify almost in an instant from regular. And then it showed it all calm down to like the, the gray gloomy of most of like the indoor interior stuff uh, right after like the people who just used slow-mo got killed, like faded uh, after the end of that action scene, mm-hmm. which I, I love. I, I don't know. I just love to see through the lens of psychedelic shit. It's interesting, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, all right. I mean, I think I know, but bucket of chicken. Um, I I like the dread actor. He did a great job. I just want to mention him. Uh, he's not getting it. I'm gonna give it to whoever thought of slow mo and its effects. It didn't make the movie. No, it didn't. But the, it was just the most enjoyable scenes, without question. The rest of the movie was was great. Yeah, the slow mo scenes were fucking next level great. 
They really were. So, so good. It's That's easy. Bucket of Chicken goes to the, the slow-mo effects and the filming of it. Have I said it's beautiful? <laughs> I think I've said it's beautiful. I was honestly like in awe. I was too. Not not like fully in awe, like I just saw the Grand Canyon awe, but I was like, wow, like I, that's really fucking awesome. When you're watching it, it almost feels like you're experiencing it with them and in a way. It was so serene. Uh, like the noises were like, like very, I, I don't know how to describe the noises, but it was like a tone that was like almost oh. like a little chime or a, a chimey tone just ringing like pixie dust would sound yes. or something and it was like beautiful and hey. <laughs> like it was so serene and you're always like wow mm-hmm. it's very relaxing yeah. and then a bullet goes through a guy's neck or whatever yeah. and, and it's still feeling serene it was just very very cool very cool touch and i love that that was in this movie i wasn't really and I read that it was going to be you see through the lens of somebody on a drug called slow-mo with intense colors and in slow motion. And I was like, okay. And then you see it and you're like, wow, that's very good. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was, it was fucking awesome. All right, score time. <laughs> uh, you're expecting 100 from me, but you're not getting one. Really? Yeah, I'm just not feeling it wow whenever it's a 100 i feel it 12 and I, and straight I movies it. without a 100 a 100 is never a thought with me there there is never an argument for it not to be it's always just like that's a 100 and it's never like mm, it started at 92 and then went to 100 I, it doesn't work like that <laughs> um nobody knows how jack's brain works i think i'm gonna give it a 97 okay this movie was very enjoyable it ticked every box I wanted it to. I I didn't necessarily care if we watched a good quality movie. I was here for the good time. I, I wanted to watch something that I enjoyed watching, and it happened to be something I enjoyed watching, and it was a good movie at the same time. This movie really surprised me. I was surprised, too. I was really, really surprised. There wasn't ridiculous overkill. The gore, I think, was perfect. Very tasteful. It, I mean, yeah. I you, say tasteful a lot when it comes to gore. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't over the top. It was just the perfect amount, mm-hmm. and it was at the times where it needed to be, and it wasn't at the times where it didn't need to be. I did not expect much from this movie. I expected it to be probably a little stupid. I um, expected very, like, basic or flat. Like, I expected it to be bad, honestly. You, you picked a movie that you expected to be bad. I mean, it got almost bees. You just said you picked a but movie that you expected to be bad. I was worried why, about why this Why do you one. do that? I was I, I was I really wanted to see it. I cool effects, there's going to be a lot of violence and drugs and that's always cool. And so I was like, okay, this might be like a shitty movie, but it's like fun to watch. I I'm going to pick it cuz I don't if if I have a good time watching it and I still give it a 25 or whatever, I had a good time. I I didn't leave salty or in a bad mood like a bittersweet life. If I don't go into it expecting it to be an amazing film, I, I don't get as salty because I had really high expectations for A Bittersweet Life. And if I set the bar low, then I, I give out a 97. <laughs> I'm curious to see if you give it an A or a B. I just thought this level of movie was not going to be good. And I thought the stupid cliches are coming, the stupid one-liners are coming, yeah. the ridiculousness is coming, and it never came. This movie was good from beginning to end. It had a lot of surprises. It had a lot of cool effects. I mean, look, did two people take on the whole building and fight their way through? Yeah, they did. But at <laughs> yeah. no point was it, oh, fucking come on, man. It, it was it never... It never seemed unrealistic. No, it never seemed unrealistic. Because they were badass. And yeah, and they didn't have to fight 900 people at the same time. I mean, the they, most they fought was like 11. Yeah. But they had also thrown a stun grenade and they couldn't, the guys couldn't fight back. So at no point was I like, eh, come on, man. The only thing I thought was stupid, I thought his helmet looked a little bit stupid. But you know what? Maybe it that. matches what the comic book has. I, I don't know. It, I don't if know. If it didn't, people would hate this movie. But I love this movie. I'm glad. And I'm giving it. A 95. Really? <laughs> yes. Awesome. This movie was fantastic. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. So maybe not an episode. We should visit Judge Dredd, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, gosh. Just to see how god-awful it is. 
But yeah, I'm really I'm surprised you enjoyed it so much. I really did. Like it did not get a 95 because my expectations were so low. I mean, for me either. But That's not it, why. It, helped. it got a 95 because it was a really fucking good movie and really really enjoyable, and I and I highly recommend it. If if for nothing else, just to watch the slow mo scenes. Oh yeah. But it it was just great and. All the times where I thought stupid shit was about to happen or, oh, come on, man, it didn't happen. It just, it stayed good the whole entire movie. And it wasn't fully predictable, like you said, nope. which that's uh, nope. a lot of these cookie cutter films that you could probably lump this one in there before watching mm-hmm. are very predictable. Nope, not at all. Very, very well done. Very well done. How long has it been since you gave a movie I picked an A? <laughs> well, let's just look right now. You didn't give A Bittersweet Life an A, did you? Fuck no. I gave that a fucking 55. A Bittersweet Life? I couldn't remember if you gave... I thought you gave it like a C or a B. All right. Um, Let's see. It's been like 12 weeks. Train to Basan 2. Oh, no, it's a 37. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh. (laughs) Because, I mean, I picked this movie. Before this, it was A Bittersweet Life. And before that... The Shining. Hollywood. The Shining, I gave a 90. What'd you give Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 73. I did not like that movie. Oh, yeah. I did not what like did that movie. What did I give movie. it? 93. Okay. The Sh- I'm glad you liked The Shining. I, I thought. I mean, I've seen The Shining. I mean, it was a classic. I hadn't seen it. Well, it is a classic. For a long time, but. I, I really liked that movie. I gave uh, Cabin in the Woods a 94. Uh, Thor in that movie? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. So it's been how long? I, Sorry. They don't have dates. Oh. A while ago. Well, you can just count back dude i'm not doing math <laughs> dick all right got anything else <laughs> how many weeks was it all right how hard is it you're left-handed and it's right there it be your left hand grabbing it that makes it even easier more natural so one two three four five six seven eight wait one two Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So it was fourteen episodes ago. Fourteen weeks? Holy shit. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> I pick bad movies. You do pick bad movies. All right. Got anything else? Nope. Uh guess what? What? Next week is our Valentine's Day special. We are gonna do a romantic comedy movie. Hey. So there's still time, ladies and gentlemen, to go to moviemuggin.com and put in your suggestion. Just click on the link that says, help us pick a rom-com. Put it in there. Put in your email address. We pick yours. You win a Movie Muggin sticker. And uh, you know you want a Movie Muggin sticker. All right. Thanks again for listening. If you want to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you want to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. Love you guys. Have a Movie Muggin day. See ya. As far as everybody knows, I have no weaknesses.